Welcome to Nerds of the Roundtable, a podcast on a quest for quality pop culture. I'm Jamie. I'm Sammy. And I'm Dwayne. And on this episode, guys, we have a very special guest, someone near and dear to my heart. He's been chomping at the bit to be on an episode. We've been searching high and low and have settled upon Detective Pikachu. But before we talk about our most favorite Pokemons, I would like to introduce Alton. Hi! <laughs> I'm Alton! Yes, and since we decided to do a Pokemon episode this week, we had to call in a Pokemon expert. And so we've got our Pokemon guru here with us, don't we, Alton? Yeah. You'll take it. him. Now, we do, we do need to address, um, we previewed on the last episode that we were going to do the Tarantino retrospective this week. Um, um, it's my fault. Um, I didn't get caught up in time. Um, and so we're... Um, you know, tap dancing a little bit, and we knew we had our we had our Pokemon guru here, so we're rolling with Detective Pikachu this week. That's right. Yeah, but right. before we get into Detective Pikachu, we got something else we have to do, don't we, guys? It's time to keep it 100. 100. 100. 100. All right, and leading off this week is Dwayne. Dwayne, what's what's your quest for us? Alrighty, guys, I have been getting into a ton of stuff with this quarantine, sharing lots of great memories with the kids, with the family, digging some old movies, finding some new ones. But this Keeping 100, I want to recommend The Muppet Movie, 1979, the original Jim Henson, Frank Oz, Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, the Electric Mayhem Orchestra. Featuring Animal on the drums. Uh, this movie just has so much heart and soul. The Muppets come to life like they've always done on, on the small screen. They inhabited the big screen and told a beautiful story of friendship, love, and acceptance. And the dangers and hazards of eating frog legs. <laughs> so that's my Keeping It 100 this week. So if everyone would find the Rainbow Connection... And move it right along to the Muppet movie, 1979. <laughs> you know, that movie really does hold up, though. I mean, it still has so much heart. So, and I know a number of people that cannot listen to Rainbow Connection without uh, getting a little weepy. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it gets a little dusty uh, on that one. And uh, yeah, I've, I've I love the musicality that the Muppets bring to their productions, yeah. uh, everything, and I love the stories you hear people on set. And when the Muppets are inhabited by the, the, the puppeteer, you know, and how alive and they'll find themselves conversing in character with the Muppet. And then they say how odd it is if to see a Muppet laying around, you know, without a puppeteer uh, holding it there. But, uh, you know, that's not what we're here to talk about. All my keep, all, you know, I don't need to keep on gushing about this. Alton, it's your turn. To tell us about something you're interested in, you may be enjoying, or something you'd like to see, I think, from what you've told me. And can you do it in 100 seconds, sir? Okay. Well, I just want to, uh, I just want for you guys to, um, well, make more podcasts with, like, <laughs> the kids. And, <laughs> and that's it. That's, that's it. all. 
Okay, so more more podcasts with the kids. I think he enjoyed uh, the podcast with with Esther there, and uh, I, I know he's been chomping to get at this. And uh, you know, it's something we've kind of bandied about is having a little bit more child involvement here. So, Sam, why don't you take up the keeping one hundred next? All right, and I am ready. So, to this time for my keep it at one hundred, I'm going to suggest a television show. Um, I'm not a huge reality television fan, but I love Lego Masters. Uh, Lego Masters is hosted by Lego Batman himself, Bill Arnett. And each week, teams of two contestants are given challenges that test their ability to sculpt, design, and build with probably the greatest you know building substance ever which is lego of course uh you know it's also a great example of how stem activities can be explored with lego in your homes as well as you know maybe in a classroom you know as a teacher i really appreciate that uh you get to learn lots of cool lego terminology i'd never heard the word snot in terms of lego and it's an acronym meaning studs not on top So all past episodes are on Hulu. So if you're a Lego enthusiast or just like Will Arnett, uh, I would definitely check this out. So Lego Masters. Well, I am both of those things and my interest is peaked. So Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, it's fantastic. I could listen right. to Will it, read the phone book, and I'd get a chuckle out of it. <laughs> There's just something about him and his personality. And, the, and the voice, that voice coming out of that face is just oh yeah, something you know, bizarre and wonderful about it. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. So, Jamie, do you got one for us, sir? I do. Here we go. Um, I'm going to pitch Bloodshot one last time. Um, it's finally out. I saw it in the theaters. It's in uh, VOD now. Um, here's what Bloodshot is not. It is not Howard. It is not emotionally deep. It is not intellectually deep. It is not thematically deep. Okay, here's what it is. It's a clever movie. Not smart. It's got some cleverness to it. Some of the plot stuff, some of the premise is pretty clever. It's got some great action scenes. Um, There's some interesting characters with some, at the core of it, an 80s action movie star. Um, Bloodshot could have been in Predator. He could have been he's that style of character. Um, it's a fun movie, and it's personally for me what makes it great. This is this is a character that I love. One of my favorite characters from fiction, um, from a very small out of the way company, and I never expected a movie to happen. Uh, this is not Marvel. This is not DC. I did not expect there to ever be a bloodshot movie, and it doesn't stink, so I'm happy. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a great time to look up Bloodshot. And that's my key thing at 100. You know, Jamie, okay. you were saying, and that's exactly what I thought. I did finally watch it. Uh, it's just, it's it's an 80s movie, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, it was, I enjoyed it. It was like 80s movie with uh, Raimi Spider-Man effects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, I, the elevator scene, I'll grant you. That one looks yeah. right. The rest that, of it's pretty good. good. I loved it. I enjoyed the movie. I really did. I found out. out the budget, by the way. It looks amazing for the budget they had. Hmm. Anyway, uh, so next we're going to go to opening thoughts and great. All right, Alton, you're the Pokemon guru in our little world here. So, big picture, spoiler spoiler free, what are your opening thoughts and greats for Detective Pikachu? My grade would be A+. 
Okay. A plus. Okay. okay. All right. What were your initial thoughts of the movie without going into any like super fans or fans without giving anything away? What was your initial thought of it? Uh, uh it was a good movie. All okay. right. Was okay. a good movie. Okay. Awesome. Well, Sam, what what say you as far as your opening thoughts and grades here? You know, I mean, for me, uh, you know, Pokemon is a little bit out of my wheelhouse, right? So I I miss that boat in terms of fandom. Uh, but as soon as it started coming on, and I saw Toho was the distributor, I was totally in. All right. So Toho has been the distributor of the Godzilla franchise since the fifties, right? And it also was on Kurosawa's Seven Samurai, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, So I love the fact that that Toho company was one of our distributors here. So I was totally in when I saw that. I love the mix of CG and live action. It was shades of Who Framed Roger Rabbit with a little bit of Zootopia and a little Batman 89 peppered in. Um, And there's reasons I say Batman 89. But... uh, (laughs) My grade overall, when I when I start really broke it down, I went B plus as far as my grade. So still a good movie, strong movie. I enjoyed it, uh, but I go B plus. Okay. All right. Um, well, well, I think it's important. This is something I always factor in. Right? You know, when you're sort of evaluating something, I take into account what it's supposed to be. Like what what was it trying to become when they started. And when I take that into account, I thought like it was pretty effective at it. I mean, the, as far as what this movie is, a a movie for kids that was you know, wanted to be smart enough and sophisticated enough to keep parents involved and, you know, not bored and not wanting to claw their own eyes out. Um, I felt like it was very effective at that. So I, I'm, I'm in the B plus range as well. Um, and I, I feel like in some ways it even ended up being more than it had to be. And we'll get into that in a little bit. Okay. Okay. Well, not bad, not bad. I was actually, uh, I'm kind of with with Sam and Jamie, uh, missing the Pokemon boat overall. You know, not quite getting the phenomenon that Pokemon is and has become uh, with the generations right after us and subsequently on down the line. I was dreading this movie. This was a, a thing that I was like, oh, I hope the kids don't see the the, the previews for this and things. And uh, actually uh, wound up getting a lot of interest for it in the household here with uh, with all three of mine, actually. Um, Alton and Lucas especially, but even Jacqueline was very interested in it. And as we were watching it, you know, it's it does it. It's got a lot of, it's got some heart. It's got some... Um, you know, production value. It's got a, a decent story. Um, I, I have a, a one big pan that I'll get into a little bit later, but the movie just doesn't grab me the way uh, I think it, it, it could. So I'm going with a C plus on this one. I'm, I'm a little bit on the low end here, so it's a C plus. It's it's kind of cool. It's almost it's almost it's reaching for that above average, but it's it's still just kind of cool. So that's that's my grade. Uh, and that's all our Why? listeners are going to get. Uh, spoiler free. Um, we're going to get into that, bud. I promise. Um, <laughs> get in there. But I think it's time to get into the spoilers, guys. Time to break out our fans. Graphically novel. Three brothers tackle a different graphic novel each week. Listen as the brothers Fugit discuss classic 
and not-so-classic graphic novels. Subscribe now on your podcast feed of choice. Graphically Novel, three brothers who like each other but love comics. All right, Dwayne, why don't you lead us off, man? Tell us something you locked in this movie. Well, a thing that I was a, a big fan of in this movie was the integration uh, with digital and live action characters. Uh, they really sold it. You really felt like uh, the Pokemon had a weight in, in a lot of scenes, uh, especially, uh, you know, the, the battles. And uh, when, um, what's, now I'm, you guys are going to have to really help me out. Alton, you're going to really have to really help me out here with Pokemon names. What was the Pokemon with the skull? Face at the beginning, something um, uh, bones. Cubone. Um, give me a second. Yeah, Cubone. Cubone. It's okay. Cubone. Yeah. So I mean, especially you know, when Cubone is With going after Tim. With the beginning. Yeah, when Cubone is going after Tim, you know, when he's trying to capture him in the Pokeball, I thought that was really neat. Uh, you know, and you have the big massive island Pokemon. In there, you know the uh, the character integration I thought worked really, really well in this in this movie. So, Sam, I think uh, we shuffled there a little bit. I think uh, what's what's your biggest fan here? You know, I think for me, the biggest fan I have of this movie is, and this kind of goes back to what Jamie had said in his intro, you know, it doesn't play down to younger viewers. You know, this story has a lot of elements of a classic mystery, uh, and it lays clues along the way that it doesn't give too much away at all. It's logical, but humorous in the way that everything's laid out. It doesn't, you know, you really don't get the idea you know, the secret to Tim's dad and teach the climax, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of movies, especially when they're geared towards younger kids, you know, it's kind of like old school Scooby-Doo. You can already figure out where there's only four characters counting the crew. So it's got to be this guy that's the villain, you know, and <laughs> it doesn't do that. And, and I just, I really liked that about it. I just thought it was smart in the way it was designed, but it doesn't play down to, to kids. You know, it's still a, a movie, I think, that holds up. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Alton, what was your biggest fan? What was the thing you enjoyed most about this movie? Pikachu. Pikachu. Or Pikachu. <laughs> yeah. He's cute. He is cute. Well, I mean, Lucy did say they're all stinking cute. <laughs> <laughs> and he even he knows that Tim Ember, he says, I'm adorable. those words. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Basically, yep. Right in those words, Basically, yep. <laughs> That's great. Okay, Jamie, what, what was a, a fan of yours here? Um, I, I want to go specifically. I want to kind of jump on what Altman was saying there with, uh, with Pikachu, but it's spe- specifically the relationship between Pikachu and Tim. Um, I just felt like that the, the chemistry they had, despite the fact that if rumor is correct, uh, Ryan Reynolds was never anywhere near the set, um, that, that the way that they bickered back and forth, um, the attitude they gave toward each other, um, I just, I, I got a kick out of how they connected and, you know, didn't connect at first and just the whole interaction. I, it, I thought it was funny, but also like there was that little bit of heart running all the way through it um, where, where Tim was having all of these 
you know, second guesses about himself and his relationship with his dad. And Pikachu was the sounding board there. And then later on, as you look back after finding out that Pikachu is his dad, that his dad's in there, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, bring some extra heart to it. And so I, I, I that was my, my favorite thing from the movie. Okay, cool. Okay. Well, those are some really uh, good fans and it really lays a good foundation for the movie. So now let's go to the kitchen. And throw some frying pans at this thing. Okay, and now back with um, you know our pans of the movie. Um, I'll go first, leading off here. This movie, the pacing almost killed me. In this movie, I could not get in the rhythm with it. There was action scenes and there was slow scenes and hard. I I just could not get with the pacing and that, that really took me out of the movie quite a bit it was kind of a struggle at, at times i don't know if you guys noticed that any at all or am i'm just very you know with the faster more intense of star wars <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, the, the pacing really really i struggled with um i'm gonna jump in next um i, I but i'm, I'm gonna you know Back going up a little bit there there this isn't the best paced movie ever and there are a couple of places where it drags and um my speaking of drags my girls dragged me to sing in the theaters i fell asleep in the theaters with popcorn in my lap um, <laughs> now i had i had pulled a night shift the night before in the movie's defense but i did fall asleep in a theater <laughs> it's the only time i've ever done that um but my, my pen is is one plot hole that is just something i felt like they dropped the ball on um I don't think it was ever adequately explained. Now, I know they need for the plot. They need Harry to have been working for the bad guys. He's the one that captured the Mewtwo, the whole story. Um, they never adequately explain how Harry got connected with these people, how they convinced him to go and capture Pokemon for scientific ex- experimentation for them. That's not a, That seems like a really out-of-character thing for Harry Goodman to be doing with what else we know about him. And so I don't feel like that was ever explained to my satisfaction, how that came. I know they needed it for the story, but it was never explained character-wise. And I just, that kind of bugs me. I, I know I know why they did that. To confuse you, mainly <laughs> because his last name is Goodman. Goodman. It sounds like good man. Yeah. Well, they succeeded. Yep, we I, I was they- confused. Okay, Alton. Uh, I know you didn't notice anybody uh, resting their eyes on the couch while this movie was happening, did you? Uh, uh, that was who? That was who? He did. I did. Yep. You I did. did that. <laughs> yep. So, Alton, what was uh, something? Actually- that- <laughs> I was. <laughs> Well, I couldn't hear you when you said I was actually snoring. So, what was something that you didn't like about this movie? The lick-a-tongue licking him in the train. <laughs> the lick-a-tongue licking him in the train. Yeah, that was gross. Yep, that was a little too gross. much. <laughs> All right. Sammy, what'd you have, man? Uh, you know, I think my, my biggest pain, you know, I agree with you guys on pacing and stuff like that. You know, but I think, the, like I said before in my fans, the mystery aspect with Tim's dad, I think, worked. Now, Bill Nye, on the other hand, that twist, I don't think was handled well. 
Uh, that reveal is not surprising at all. Uh, if you have any background with Bill Nye as an actor, <laughs> he was the head vampire, Victor in Underworld. He was Davy Jones in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. You know, I mean, this guy's just has villain written all over him. Uh, so that's a twist. him and Brad Dourif, isn't it, Sammy? <laughs> yeah, you, you know, Bill Nine's going to be a villain. Guy Pierce is going to be smarmy. You know, I mean, there, Josh, Josh is going to be a jerk. <laughs> Josh Lucas is going to be a jerk. These are just things that we accept, right? Grass is green, the sky's blue, and these guys are going to be just what they are. Uh, so to me, that wasn't a big twist. I was I was actually surprised they were playing off to be a good guy there at the beginning. So, <laughs> I'm like, come on, he's just a villain. And then when you get the turn, I'm like, okay, that that works now. So, but that was probably my biggest one. Uh, considering how smartly I think this movie was written, um, that was just I think a kind of a, a you could see that one a mile away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the uh, the characterization of uh, was kind of what it was. So let's get ready uh, to get the mantelpiece and hang some awards on this thing. Okay. All right, our first award is as always best performance. And so, Alton, of the actors in this movie, who do you think was doing the best job? The guy acting as Ditto. The Ditto. The, the shape-shifting Ditto. ditto. Yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> well, they were definitely a ton of fun. Uh, dittos were definitely a ton of fun. I'm going to jump in here uh, next and uh, pick up what Sam was laying down in his pan. I love Bill Nye. <laughs> Anything this man's in, he was bad and he owns it and he just is what he is i loved his performance in this movie uh, even at the end you know when he gives his consciousness to mewtwo was uh, you know just you you knew the turn was coming and and he just done a great job as always just being creepy and evil and feel nice you know? okay all right well i'm I gonna agree. be captain obvious um i'm gonna go with justice smith um that's a tough job because uh, it's a guy that played team. Um, he had to be the center of this movie. He had to be the lead, even though he's going to get outshone in every scene by Ryan Reynolds. Um, even though he's acting basically by himself, almost every scene he's in, except for when Lucy's around. Um, and he's talking to things that aren't there, probably, you know, tennis balls on poles because Ryan Reynolds was not on set unless you could see his face. Um and he did a good job. I mean, you, I mean, I really felt like when you was sort of the inner turmoil scenes, I bought it. You know, I really felt like this is a guy with regret, you know, with some second thoughts, you know, and, you know, some real frustration and anger over stuff. I bought it. And I, he didn't, maybe a few moments, but he didn't like verge all the way over to melodrama very often. It was a good measured performance. Justice Smith. You know, I, th I have to agree. Uh, I think I went best performance also with Justice Smith. You know, I think as Tim Goodman, you know, he, he played that part so well. He, it was a believable. And like you said, considering that most of the time he's probably interacting with tennis balls, you know, yeah. Uh, I thought he did frantic so well. Uh, just the, the scene where, where he's trying to figure out if anybody else can understand Pikachu and they're all looking at him. I 
Dude, he plays frantic so well, and I just I just hear Mo so much in this movie, and, and so I mean, and I don't know much about him as an actor, but I just thought, considering with this movie, he pulled it off. So he's my best performance, also. Yeah, think about the scene on the park bench. There's no one there. He is by himself on that bench, and he has to sort of unload, get emotional. And kind of come to terms in peace with little Pikachu next to him. And he is by himself on that apartment. So that's a really good job he did. Yeah. yeah. And to be grossed out by that big tongue licking <laughs> him and stuff. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, our next award is Best Scene. And I get to go first on that one. And um, I'm going to pick maybe a weird one. Maybe not the obvious one. Um, I like the lab scene from when he and Lucy sneak in. Uh, and they sort of start unraveling some of the stuff, and we learn what the what the sort of the mystery is behind the like um, you know I guess the plot, like the big picture plot of what the, the evil corporation's doing. Um, I like the way that was set up, um, the way the doctor was you know setting things up with Mewtwo and the whole the whole setup, and then the when they leave and the Torterra, I think they're called Torterra. So that is that right, Alton? The big um. island turtle things. Yeah, that's it. And they were in a thing called a Torterra Garden. Torterra mm-hmm. Garden. Yep. I, I thought that looked, you know, you know, sort of like to the eye. It was kind of catching. You know, it just grabs you, and it was, you know, it was but a cool the, scene. But, but my real twist is when the Torterra rise up from the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, all what was your best thing, bud? Well, I have two. The one that I just said, Uh-oh. where the Torterra uh, rise up, up okay. from the ground, and that ditto scene, where that ditto transforms. All right. Well, we uh, will revisit that shortly. Uh, <laughs> Dwayne, well, what's your favorite scene? Well, I uh, like father, like son. Uh, there, I love when the uh, Torterras rise up from the ground, and especially the the moments leading up to that when they're in the earthquake and the grounds being torn apart. And you're and now, someone else may have been, but I wasn't quite aware of what was happening there, uh, not being familiar with the you know the Torterras. But when they are re- finally revealed that they're on these giant you know turtle islands, uh, they're was Pokemon. Really- was really cool. The Pokemons, but I don't think they would fit in a pocket. Uh, <laughs> no. Nope. It's called growth enhancement. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was my favorite scene. Was, was that the whole calamity there leading up to that? Okay. You know, I'm kind of with Alton. I had two, and I was really trying to figure out which one I like the best. Probably my my favorite one. The one I would probably go with best scene is Pikachu versus Charizard. Okay, this to me, this is where the adult factor, this is an underground Pokemon fight club. (laughs) Okay, and we all know the first rule of fight club. You don't talk about fight club, okay? So, you know, just to me, that was an inside joke for, for an adult. As far as that goes, um, I'll sneak in my other one just because it's real simple. I love Pikachu singing Pokemon theme song while crying. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Pokemon. I forgot that one. I forgot that one. I forgot it. I forgot it. That's a good one. <laughs> but I think Pikachu versus Charizard was funny. It had some action to it, and it was well animated. So that's why I got to go best scene there. 
Yeah, I, I figured that was the right answer. I knew somebody was going to mention that one. <laughs> uh, so for best character, Dwayne, who do you have? Well, um, I have a, a classic character, uh, probably to me, stole the show. And it's just because he's such a ticking time bomb, so to speak. I love every second Psyduck is on the screen. <laughs> and how nervous he makes Pikachu. And just how chill Lucy is with him. And when Psyduck finally has permission to lose it. Psyduck, 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 you know. <laughs> I love that character. All right, uh, Sam, who, who's your best character? All right. Um, you know, I think for me, and, and once again, I know this is probably right on the nose, but it's to me was Detective Pikachu. Um I mean, it's Pikachu in a deer stalker. <laughs> Case closed, people. All right. You don't even have to have Rod Reynolds voicing this character, but you do. So it's like a fluffy PG Deadpool almost, you know? <laughs> okay. Well, that was mine too. Oh, okay. So why did you like Detective Pikachu, Ben? His cuteness. It's cuteness. It's all right. Well, I, I, we haven't Even called that. <laughs> well, I want to call it somebody we haven't really mentioned much yet. Um, I, I love the character of Lucy in this movie. Um, she's got, there's a, an aspect of what, now I know that there's some problems with the performance. I get it. But the, but the one thing I think that she does really well is she's trying, like, you know, I remember, I remember being her age and trying to be older than I was, trying to be more mature than I was, and probably pulling it off as well as Lucy it was in this movie, like the uh, like the opening scene where she's trying to be that you know tough you know tough as nails beat reporter kind of thing. And it, clearly, she's this teenage girl that can't pull it off. She's not that yet, but she desperately wants to be. And she's she, there's several scenes where she's doing that, and I just I feel for her, you know, wanting to grow up faster than we really do. And I just, I got a kick out of Lucy in this movie. But the right answer is to take the Pikachu. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Sammy, what was the best quote? Okay. Um, You know, last episode when we did Captain America Winter Soldier, I went real serious, right? So I've got to go funny because, and and it's really tough because Detective Pikachu, Ryan Reynolds has so many fantastic lines in this. But I think my favorite one is right at the beginning where him and Tim meet. The A-palms are coming through on on the R. And he's like, I tread lightly there, Chief. That A-palm don't look right. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know why. But that makes me crack up every time I watch that. There's just something about that delivery with that line is perfect. All right. Alton, what was your favorite quote? Um. I actually sort of have two. Um, my first favorite one was where Detective Pikachu says, this isn't an office. This is a coffin with pencils. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> and my second one is from all our citizens, welcome to Rhyme City. 
All right. So. That's a good introduction to where you are, yeah. All right. Dwayne, I'm stuck on two. Why don't you go next if you can pick one of mine for me? Make this easy well, for me. Well, I, I doubt this is picking one of yours because you've already kind of alluded to your thoughts on Lucy. And my quote kind of, uh, you know, lays out where Lucy and Tim both are, but it's where she's talking to him about the docks. She's down by the docks at night. It's not a place you want to go alone. <laughs> And he, you know, trying to be tough and in control. And he awkwardly says, I'm actually pretty good at being alone at night. You know, <laughs> you know just, just puts his foot right in his mouth, trying to be cool and suave to this young lady. You know, you know he's clearly interested in, but uh, they're I'm both trying to, find their, trying to find their place. <laughs> yeah. I'm and laughing. I like Pikachu's come back to ask him if he's ever talked to a woman before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, so what well, do you have, Jamie? Well, you didn't bail me out, so I'm, I'm going to cheat a little. There's uh, there's these two little lines that, that Pikachu says that make me laugh really hard. And one is when they're in the fight club, and the, the the guy who's in charge of the fight club comes over to them and is, like, trying to be tough. And he says, all I hear are consonants and all I see is nipples. <laughs> 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 it makes me laugh every time. And then my other one is when... I'm um, laughing. Yeah, is when they're, they're in the diner with Lucy and uh, Detective Pikachu says, I think he just peed a little. No, wait, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> the little inconsequential things to make me laugh. Yeah, I'm laughing. Good. Well, Jamie, why don't you lead us off with the, um, well, no, actually this one would be Alton leading us off with the uh, best Pokemon human interaction. Um, well, that tiny little moment where Psyduck is annoying Tim. Like, going, Psy, Psy, Psyduck! <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah, and then, that was Tim is, then Tim is like, are you here to, like, ache, ache, do whatever to me or just annoy me? <laughs> that was yep, a good that one. Was, that was pretty yep. fun. Definitely. Okay. Well, I had I had a this might be a weird one. Um, the mime interrogation. <laughs> me it's too. Ridiculous. Me too. I forgot that part. It's absolutely ridiculous. But from the second when Tim starts chasing after him and thinks he's gonna have to run, and he like the mime is just running in place. From that moment on, I'm all in on that scene. Um, yeah, I forgot I'm, that one. I forgot that one. Oh, a lot of chuckling there. Yeah, that was a fun one. Uh, mine is kind of a, a little serious uh, note. I love the interaction with the, with when they're discovering the nature of the healing Pokemon, uh, the little uh, you know vegetable guys, uh, and they take Pikachu after he's you know I guess at death's door, and they take him to the place and they begin to regenerate and heal him. Uh, uh, that interaction always catches my attention and, and drags me in. I don't remember the names of those Pokemon. I'm, I'm not as good as a Pokedex, okay? <laughs> I need one too, but I unfortunately don't. Well, that's okay. We'll, we'll let you one. buy this, Tom. Consider this a warning. <laughs> Same what you guys. All I know is it starts with an M. Okay. All right. Um, 
Probably my favorite one. Now, like I said, you know, I wasn't part of the, I guess, target audience for Pokemon when they really caught big over here. But there are a few, a few of the, the Pokemon that I really love the designs. And I love Squirtle. So even though it's just a super small scene, but the idea that the Squirtle are working with the Rhyme City Fire Brigade is just so perfect. I love that, just that little blip, the idea that, that these water tops are working with the fire department. Uh, I just thought it made sense within the context of, of kind of what Rhyme City was. So that was probably my favorite interaction, I think. Uh, and our, our last award is the best slash weirdest ditto moment. And when we were putting together the document for this one, I, I was kind of struggling to find a last award. And so I asked my wife um, for some recommendations. And she said that we should talk about Ditto because Ditto creeped her completely out. Um, <laughs> something about that scene just bothers her. And so so for our last, we're going to pick out the weirdest Ditto moment, the thing that, widow, that Ditto does that bothers you. And there's one for me that, that gets me here. Um, when Ditto becomes Lucy, Something about that just is wrong. I, maybe it's maybe it's the the you know the, the little pinhole eyes on that face. I don't know what it is, but something about Ditto uh, as Lucy I, is I just I wrong. I think I know. You okay. just feel bad for Tim not being able to defend himself from a beady eyed <laughs> version of uh, uh, of the woman that he is very attracted to. That exactly could be it. in those words because he literally said that in the movie. <laughs> well, Alton, what was your favorite? Well, well, maybe what was the weirdest Ditto moment to you? Everything. Everything. <laughs> I, th I think thing. my wife would agree. <laughs> yes, especially when it turns into that like ball one. Actually, that one's called Tauros. Alright. Okay. Um, you know, I went with best for this uh, instead of weirdest. Um, and I love when the ditto morphs into, uh, I don't know, do you say, is it Machamp or Machomp? I would, I'm not um, sure it's how. Machomp. Is it Machomp? Okay, I wasn't for sure about pronunciation there. You know, that is one of those designs. Remember, I was talking with Squirtle. Uh, Machomp is another one that I love the design because it reminds me of uh, 80s muscle men. And if any of you are old enough, remember those? There was those little teeny little pink rubber characters. Yeah. And, and there was a multi-armed uh, muscle man that I loved and was my favorite one. And Machomp reminds me of that in terms of design. So was when it Dittemore no, they were made of like I don't even know if they were rubber or some type of well, bendy plastic. You well, can actually the use them as an eraser. made of stone. <laughs> yes, but uh, but yeah, the that that would be my that'd be my favorite, I think. Okay, well, I'm with Sam. I went with best moment because I am agreeing with uh, Jamie's wife. Every moment Ditto's on the scene is uh, is kind of creepy and weird. Uh, but I loved uh, at the the final battle when Ditto is strategically changing. You know, from from different ones to uh, make use of their different abilities. Um, just um, I thought I, that was really cool. I forgot one. 
that <laughs> moment where did us just like ah, ah, melting like that witch from the wonderful Wizard of Oz. Yes, like the witch from the Wizard of Oz when he melts. That was pretty weird too. That's that's yeah. definitely worth a mention. But you know, if we were a ditto, a thing we might all would want to turn. They don't really shape shift in real uh, life. It was a mute. Okay, but if we were dittos, the thing we would maybe all want to turn into would be the great and lovely Keanu Reeves. And you know, as all of our movies have to connect back to Keanu, Jamie, how does Pokemon, Detective Pikachu, link us to our Keanu? Well, it was tough. Um there's only one cast member, but we've used him before. So we couldn't use Ken Watanabe again. Uh, so I went through the directors. I went through all 13 people who got writing credits. Um, mm -hmm. None of them. And so I started working my way down the cast. Uh, not the cast, but the, the crew. Because the cast failed me. Um, and, but there is a crew member on this movie who's had a really interesting career. He worked on King Arthur Legend of the Sword. Ooh. A... Interesting movie. Um, worked on Logan, The Man from Uncle, Gladiator, and Dwayne favorite, Kingdom of Heaven. Oh, uh, nice. we may have to review that um, movie at some point, so me and Dwayne can argue about it. But, <laughs> but before he was a cinematographer on Detective Pikachu, John Matheson was the director of photography on Forty Seven Ronin, starring our beloved Keanu. Keanu Reeves. Nice, 47 Ron. A movie that's been mentioned a lot and I've always seemed to overlook. But that was our Keanu connection. <gasps> All right. And so for our last segment on the show, we're going to preview our next quest. And this is Sammy's pick. So, Sammy, why don't you tell us what you picked and give us a little preview? All right. So, uh, as we all know right now, with everything quarantined and locked down, uh, we are not going to get baseball season as we would expect it. As we're recording this right now, should have been opening weekend. And even though I'm not a huge sports ball fan, I keep up with baseball. Okay. As the guys have been giving me a lot of issues here, my Yankees hat is already on the top of my head. And it usually doesn't come off a lot during baseball season. So, in honor of the baseball season we still may eventually get, we thought I wanted to do, or I thought a baseball movie would be perfect. And what is better than The Sandlot? And that's going to be our next quest. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers for Why baseball. that? Why that? Because it's a classic, great movie about baseball, and we're not getting I baseball this it. season. So as we visit the Sandlot, as we continue spending our time in quarantine, Jamie? We're going to say, go Sox! Keep, keep it nerdy. 